0: The Barely Hockey Podcast, Buckheads, presented by Beerly Sports. I'm your host, Bill Razor, and I am once again joined by the niche, Nate McBride, and the amazingly awesome, Aaron Kenny. Hey, I'll always, take that one. We have a lot to go over tonight. We have a lot of shit. Yeah, I, I threw you a triple A there, my friend, because you're always out there saving lives. I
1: like uh, that.
0: Nate, we'll start with you, my friend. How are you doing? How's your weekend going? Sunday? What are we drinking? Good.
2: Life's just good. You are absolutely spot on in my description of being niche because, boy, I'm an acquired taste. You either fucking like me or you fucking hate me. And I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners fucking hate me. And guess what? I don't really care. Look at me, not caring. I'm sitting here on a Sunday afternoon, drinking a little Old Milwaukee, flipping between nine different NHL games. It's great. Life's good, buddy.
0: Beautiful. I love to hear it. Aaron, how are we doing, man? How's your weekend been, and what are we sipping on?
1: Dude, I'm doing great. Just finished up an absolute gong show of a fucking break job in which we did not do our research enough on how shit came apart or went together and broke like three tools before we figured out what we were doing wrong, but you know, that's just what you go through in life sometimes. You get better satisfaction from the battles that are the hardest. I am sipping on a good old countryman's bush light right now. Working on cars, drinking Bush Light. It's like I'm my fucking sixty-five year old uncle. it. The- it's
2: like we said yeah. every every time a bush cracks, a white tail dies.
0: Yep, Nate. Yep. Nate's like spot on, man. Aaron's going deer hunting, boys. Nah. I had an Absolute gonger of a Saturday night, dude. I don't know. We like before we get into the hockey talk, dude. That fucking San Diego State Florida Atlanta game was crazy. Ooh. The, the buzzer, the buzzer beat it break the hearts of the owls, man. I made a joke, though. I was hanging out at one of the local sports bars by me, and everyone's like, oh, man, that's really got to suck for those kids from FAU. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Really, nobody lost this game. You lose, and you have to go back to Fort Lauderdale or San Diego. I think they yeah. both fucking win. It's yeah, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, true. <laughs> you really don't lose in this scenario because either way you're going back to a place that has pretty consistent 70 and sunny weather. Yeah, so,
1: I'm going to be yeah. honest. I've watched maybe two March Madness games this entire time. Oh, I, I have no clue what the hell's going on, who the hell is still alive, no, I never, like any of that.
0: No, it's, it's all good. I, you know, it was on at the bar I was at, so I was like, sure. <laughs> I was watching the Cincinnati Reds off to the right side. So oh I was like, yeah. yeah.
1: Game, that was a game, rough opening day, day, huh? Red.
0: Gripe with MLB.tv. TV. We complain about blackouts in hockey. Holy shit, baseball is worse. Yeah, I have the Reds blacked out of me in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're seven hours away.
1: That's insane. So
0: it's it. Yeah. So when everybody wants to complain about NHL blackouts and they are bad, and we are going to talk about that in the offseason, we're going to do a bunch of business research and go into why and how and all this shit. Mm-hmm. Business research. You want to do like more of that? Yeah. I love that this term. term. It's, not, it's not hockey. I it's choose. On. Everyone, do ethics. your business research. We're going to have to do a bunch of economic research, my friend.
1: I, I like it. I, like I choose it. business
0: ethics. There
1: you yeah. go. I am drinking Nate, you're the last five, one five. who needs to be talking about business ethics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate's over here like, I choose business
1: ethics. Nate, Nate's like, I haven't taken three fucking... Peruvian hooker blowjobs from so, is it, uh, these so clients me, is in it, order to
2: get him a better deal. Hey, is it insider trading if somebody told me the stock was going to go down and then I sold? Is that insider trading? 100% no,
0: yeah. There's your okay. business research.
2: There's your no, business research.
0: You're just a United States Congress person. It's totally fine, Nate. Don't worry about it. Well, no, in that case, you're <laughs> the, the one gonna telling gonna yourself problem. the stock's going to go
1: down because you're legislating it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Bingo, bango. Boys, uh, I think we should start off tonight with a team at the top of the standings. They had just clinched the President's Trophy, the Boston Bru- Bruins, their first one since the shortened 2019-2020 COVID year, uh, where most teams played around 70 games. They had 100 points that season. Um, they need five points to tie the 2018-19 Tampa Bay Lightning, or as we like to call them, first-round losers. Six points to be the second highest since the 95-96 Detroit Red Wings that put up 131 points. Wow back when their wings were in their dominance back in the mid nineties, early two thousands. Um, yeah. Boston winning the president's trophy is not surprising. I couldn't find a stat anywhere that said they're the earliest to win it. I imagine Tampa won it right around this time as well. I don't remember. The, I didn't find the exact date. They won it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. But they gotta be around the same time. Given the point totals Detroit with 131. Holy shit. They probably had that wrapped up in mid March, but um, yeah, I mean the president's trophies were around since 1985, 1986, and they boston has a realistic chance to and they won today in overtime so they're at 125 points now so they need what they could max out at 135 points so i guess we'll start there for a fun little talking point nate do you think they can get to 135 or do you at least think they'll get to the 131 and tie or do you think they'll break the record uh, of those detroit red wings
2: boy that is a tough one i mean they've got what are we looking at five games left in the season you need some wins. I mean, you can't be going to overtime and they've been taking teams to overtime luckily winning. Could they get there? Maybe. Maybe. I I'm going to give them I'm going to give them a, a good 50-50 shot right now. Like I'd say it's still 50-50 balls in their court. Okay. They've got the point. They've got the games left to do it.
0: Yeah, whether they, they
2: whether they can actually capitalize on it, we'll see.
0: Sure. No, that's fair. Aaron, uh, do you have a favorable or disfavorable opinion? I think
1: So they need three wins left to tie. I'm not as concerned about the points record. I think they'll get the points record. Uh, I don't think they're maxing out. I think they're losing at least one more game before the end. But I'm trying to look at their schedule coming up because they they won their 60th game of the season today. They only need two more wins to tie the record of 62. They need three to break it. I think they're going to break it. But I'm trying to look at their game (laughs) log and see. So they've got – they just beat the Blues – Next, they've got the Maple Leafs, the Devils, Ooh, top one. the Flyers, top one. the Caps, and the Canadians. Winnable. Bro, Winnable. if they if they win, one all of, they gotta do is win three of them. Yeah, if they win one of the next two games, it's a fucking downhill slumber on their way to the playoffs. Dude,
0: I think it's very funny that let's say theoretically, right? They have five points in the next four games, and they're at one hundred and thirty. Just for you know, for the hell of it, they've gotten a couple skids this year, not many. But it's happened.
2: And your last one's – you're, so you're sitting there with 130 points against, Mont- against exactly. the Montreal Canadiens. You're,
0: Montreal, but, they, but you, they hate each other. Your historically Montreal's... hated
1: rival yeah, Montreal. Montreal's
0: playing for nothing, and Boston may rest, guys, in that game for the hell of it because why play a big rival that's going to be physical and brutal with you going into playoffs? So for me, I feel like that might be Montreal's chance to salvage the year. That being said, though, I think they probably end up with 132 or 133. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking probably their max is 135. Yeah, I'm thinking 133. Yeah, 3-1-1, maybe. 133 is what I'm saying. I think they lose one game, and that's it. I think they win four. They beat either (laughs) New Jersey or Toronto, and they sweep the shitty teams after that.
2: I yeah. think they're I think they're able I think they're able to take down Toronto. It, it depends on whether one of them's away. Are they away in both of them? Aaron, do you know?
1: Uh so no, they're home for both of them. Then they're at Philly. Home for both of them. Then home again, dude. They've lost like four times at home all season. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, they're <laughs> it's not fucking
2: crazy. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, you got both. You got both your tough ones at home. That helps out a lot. Yeah, for it sure.
0: Has, yeah, it, it for sure does. And boys, I. Uh... I wanted to lay a little uh, information on the listeners here, guys. The last President's Trophy team winner to win the Stanley Cup, the 2007-2008 to 2008 Detroit Red Wings. Uh, long what about the
1: Hawks in the I, lockout? Full
0: season. Full season. Full, full season. season. Okay, full get season. I get you. I should have started with last, last 82 for, you know, at least 75-plus game season. But, uh, yeah, the last time we had, uh, you know, more or less uh, a full season yes that's what I include yeah the Hawks they, they were a great team 77 points in 48 games 48 games is not I mean your president's trophy winners but I, that's not really you know I don't know I feel like the season's just getting started when they when they hit playoffs. you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah they're I mean they so, they want to go well down the stretch but they're not they're not killing themselves for it like they yeah. they want to win another cup
0: exactly so I wanted to throw that out there but obviously um, you know Big shout-out to the man himself, Jim Montgomery. He has gone in there done an incredible job. Uh, with today's win, he's now at 60 wins, which is obviously far and away the most uh, ever by a coach in his first year with any NHL franchise. Big stick taps, Jim Montgomery. We've talked about it before. Poor Lindy Ruff, man. Lindy Ruff is getting shit on to start the year. Goes on a huge winning streak. If Jim Montgomery wasn't doing what they're doing in, in Boston, man, you know, he, Lindy Ruff would be winning – The Jack Adams, but it's going to 100% go to Jim Montgomery. It has
1: to. Yeah, I I like Lindy Ruff as a contender. The
2: guy, nobody had expectations. What's that, Nate? Oh, damn. Uh, We're on a little lag there. We're on a little lag there. Um, No, Lindy, with what Jim Montgomery is doing this season, nobody had expectations for this Boston team. Nobody put this Boston team winning the President's Trophy in a position to... Break the break the overall points record in a single season. Especially like, this with all is, the injuries early. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. the late and the late season injuries at that. That's yeah. the one thing they actually. If you look at it, they really had the terrible point in, in injuries right at the beginning of the season and kind of at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, they they went balls deep in the deadline though. Like they brought in so many people to replace those injuries that it worked
0: out great for them. I'm glad you brought up the deadline, Aaron, because I think you could I mean, we can make arguments that like Jonathan Quick's been the most influential deadline acquisition. Other players that we could throw in there. I don't know if anybody's gonna be more important come playoff time though than Dimitri Orlov. Dude, they have I four fucking... maybe the most important player come playoff time. They have
1: four guys who could be a number one defenseman mm. on any other team. It's insane. Yeah.
2: I'll it tell is. you, I, I, you know, I, not to take anything away from the players that were already in Boston at that time, but I would almost put up there that Tyler Bertuzzi could also be a very influential piece that they brought in because of the sandpaper that he's added, but if also the point production up. that he's he's already. But that's the thing. He has been stepping it up, has he's he, been contributing. Give he's me been his contributing. I so know
1: it was cold at first. Give, give me his last couple.
2: All right, hold Hold on here. Let me let me pull him up and had, I'll get you his last 5 games. keep talking real quick while well, I get Well, he had an
0: assist in his first game and and then, you know, the whole story was oh my god, he's been here for a period. And he already has a point.
2: So, um, Tyler Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi last 5. Um, March 25th, he went he went 0 and 0 with a minus 1 against Tampa Bay. Then he went 0 0 0 0 0. Um and then he had a goal against the Jackets and then he had an assist today or an assist against Pittsburgh and then a goal again today in their game against St. Louis, so he's on a three-game point streak right now.
0: Oh, I don't good. see how he's good more important. Than Orlov. I, I still don't see how he's more important than Orlov, though. I, I, I mean, agree. I, no, I'm
2: with you. I'm with you. Like, I, I, Orlov is a crucial piece. I don't want to. I shouldn't have said that he'd be more important. That was a bad take. But Bertuzzi is up there. I'd say as maybe a second piece.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the Bruins won the deadline with the pieces they brought in for sure. You know, hundred percent. I just think Dmitri Orlov, man going in there producing he brings in what they lost in tory krug in free agency years ago he, he's their new tory krug they can you know Dude, go he's back better there. than
1: tory krug no i, I know he's, he's better like... than
0: i'm saying he's replacing what they lost in that defensive role yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not comparing them their games and their styles as players i'm saying they used to roll four borderline number ones deep they lose, t- you know, Tori Krug. See, I don't think they the did. Same.
1: I, I think Tor I think their defense is stronger than it ever has been. Like, they, they had Chara and McQuaid and Krug, and that was really like it, right? Like, because McAvoy wasn't like an elite player up until here recently. Yeah, Ooh. this is the first time you've ever had. Like, he's gonna win a North Trophy sometime. Hampus Lindholm could be a North Trophy candidate. Orlov could be a number one. Grizzlet could be a number one. Like, I've never seen anything close to this before. Sure. I'm Um, with you. I will say another guy that I think would be in contention. Well, team, I would say, obviously. The Rangers have just, like, they've added all this star power. We've talked about him a ton. But while Patrick Kane takes all the attention, it seems like, Vladimir Tarasenko has been insane for them. Like, yeah. he's really stepped it up since coming over from St. Louis. 15 points, 6 goals, 9 assists, and 25 games. Um, that was before today's game, in which you look at him. I think he scored twice in it. Uh, scored once. Yeah. Yeah, he's got another another goal today. So, he's already up to 7 goals, 9 assists, 16 points, 25 games. Uh, really yeah. giving balance to that. I, I really like the Rangers' moves. I yeah. think the Ra-
0: Yeah, the Rangers brought in more star power, but I don't know if their star power equals what Boston has. Does that make sense? Like, I think they brought in bigger names, absolutely. Like, you bring in Showtime and Patty Kane, and yeah, obviously that's the biggest name that moved. But I think what Boston did was more beneficial to their team. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
1: I'm not sure. I I think they would have been okay without Orlov, but I just... I don't know. You could go either way. You could go either way. It's splitting hairs. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, that's, that's totally fair. Um, guys, speaking of, you know, the Atlantic Division, by the way, we have been talking about, you know, the team that's got already run away with the President's Trophy in the division. But the Atlantic Division really does not have anything left to fight over besides the teams, you know, lower down fighting for wildcard spots because, boys, we're locked into last year's first-round matchup reignited toronto and tampa but this time it looks like toronto may get the home ice advantage i'm gonna throw it to you guys you look at the standings right now tampa's four points up on Toronto toronto's four points up on tampa last year toronto had a 3-2 series lead and pissed it away including losing game six in overtime four to three and then they got andre vasilevsky as a lot of teams in this league have gotten before and obviously we know that tampa went on to lose the cup final um Toronto is probably going to have home ice, which I think is big for them. Obviously, that is a wild juxtaposition of travel. Number one, that is an exhausting series, going from Tampa to Toronto. You know, to, you know, back and back. Especially because that series probably going to go seven games. They're going to go back and forth quite a few times. I don't remember, know, dude. You know,
2: I don't know, dude. The 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 travel between Newark and and New and New York is tough. That's, oh that's yeah, a,
0: that's a that's fight tough traffic, travel, bro, man. Toronto rounds out with Detroit at home, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're in Boston, Montreal, at Florida, at Tampa, at the Rangers. Tampa Bay goes at Madison Square Garden, take on the Rags, then they take on the Islanders on the road, then Ottawa on the road, then Toronto and Detroit at home. So, that being said, do we think the Leafs maintain the advantage here, Aaron, or do you think Tampa can, you know, overtake them Supersede them in the last week and a half of the season and win that home ice back. Nah, Fuck
1: dude. nah. Tampa's totally
2: cruising. Uh, seen it. I gotta say, I gotta say, dude. Just the the way the way Detroit's playing right now, they're not an easy. They're not an easy win by any means. Like they have the way Detroit's played to end out this season, they're gonna grind anybody that they're up against. So the fact that both these teams have a matchup against Detroit. Especially with Tampa, that being their last game of the year. That's going to be a tough one.
1: The fact that they play each other. Um, just and tells the fact it that these me. teams
2: play each other. Yeah. The, the, last, the, the second to last game of the season, they play each other. Like, that's Dude, fucking. Toronto's going to be so horned up to set the
1: tone there and, like, show what they got, like, because they want to win Tanner a playoff Janos, series Tanner series.
2: So Tanner Geno's dropping them in that game, 100%.
1: No chance, bro. Toronto is gonna fucking crush them in that game.
2: Toronto's gonna treat
1: that game like it's the Stanley Cup, like it's plain and simple. It they they the never Wings are
0: beating the Leafs right now, three one. By the way,
1: oh damn, that's, I would that's,
2: say, that's what right I said, done. man. That's what I said, man. Right now, right now, Tampa is not or Detroit is not a fucking a right off game. Columbus, Columbus is kind of a write off game. Montreal is kind of a write off game. But fuck not Detroit anymore.
1: I'm just saying that I think they're gonna smoke Tampa in regulation. So that's you know a four point what? I, gap. I think
2: Detroit or I think Toronto's gonna hold on to their second spot. They've got enough of a little cushion right now. Mm-hmm. Unlike that metro division. Unlike that metro division right now where there is literally no space, no breathing room. Carolina right now is up two one on the Islanders and with seven twenty four left in the game and dude, they have no room left yeah. to work. 105
1: to 104 points versus New Jersey. I was then, really then excited 10- to see New York and New Jersey
2: play and, and in the first round. 101 right there with the Rangers. Are we hopping? Are we hopping yeah. into
0: the metropolitan talk now, boys? We guess. Yes. Are we ho- we most we certainly could. Talk? All right. I wasn't sure there was really a transition there. That was, We okay. I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, I have. We're going to talk about all four divisions, so we might as well. Um, I had it at the bottom, but we can, you know, hop on top now. Uh, the metro is crazy. Um, you know, we're recording here on Sunday night and i'm looking at now the canes are up 2-1 in the aisles about eight minutes left and then uh yeah as you said earlier the rags won today pens are beating the flyers 3-1 right now jackets are down 3-2 to the suns right now devils are losing 3-0 to the jets right now and i really want to talk about the jets here in a little bit and then yeah that's all we got for the metro uh active on this sunday afternoon early evening um based on those results we may be seeing uh you know the Canes go up by three points if results hold as we're recording. Um, I, I'm interested to see how this goes because now if the Devils lose in regulation to the Jets, then you got three points separating all three teams. Yeah, you know there's three points between all of them: one hundred seven, one hundred four, one hundred one, and that is going to make for a stupid fun end of the season here. Would you guys agree?
2: Yeah, I. can't. It's wait. going to be a what. It's going to be a mad fucking... It, I mean, like we've been saying, it's a mad fucking dash at the end. But these guys, fuck, man. It's it's a ringer that all these teams have going into the end of the season, too. So, like, this game that Carolina's playing against the Islanders right now, no fucking easy matchup, no cakewalk. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't count, you know, this one finalized yet. The Rangers have been on a hot streak as of late they're meshing very very well everything is rolling perfectly new jersey it just seems like they're they're a little up and down like right now they're down 2-0 to winnipeg that's a team that they should not be down 2-0 to because winnipeg's been leaking oil like it's nobody's fucking business
1: yeah the devils are still doing that thing man where they they just rely on the rush and if you get like a team like the Jets, for example, they're not like a crazy potent offensive team, but they're responsible through the neutral zone, and that's going to take away most of what New Jersey does. Like all they do is capitalize on turnovers and get rush chances. I thought that would change a little bit when they brought in Timo Meyer, but that's still where they're drawing most of their energy. It's Florida. go ahead, Phil. No, continue,
0: Aaron. No, no, Aaron, continue.
1: Um, I, I think that was about it, that's the one point I wanted to make. Like, why aren't they working more down below the goal line and, like, trying to extend yep. fucking offensive zone time instead of just ripping, like, hope passes off of the rush and trying to make things happen from there? It always ends up going the other way, and we're seeing that against a bad Winnipeg team.
0: I love watching Timo Meyer throw his body around though, man. It's yeah, nice to have someone there. I was like, dude, I was watching him get out on the forecheck the other day. I forget who they were playing. It was, like, it might have been a week ago. And I'm just, you know... Hanging out, watching the Devils game. I you know, I love listening to the Devils broadcast too. I think they have a good broadcast team. Maybe I'm wrong. Devil's fans come at me. At post crowd, Phil, do you hate your broadcast team? Like Hughes dumping pucks in there, working it around, and then there's just team out of nowhere, just bam, death. Death and destruction on the boards from the fuel to fire the team of fucking Meyer. So it, they do have that that element to their game now, but I'm with you. Um it, it almost feels like you're watching a big twelve football game. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, how fast can we go? Mm-hmm. And that—that that, that's kind of what it what it reminds you of a little bit. So, Aaron, I'm with you there. Well, and their decor is also
1: and- a little bit questionable to me, the farther we get down the yeah. stretch, like when looking and comparing their top six, like regular lineup defensemen versus everybody else, you've got a great player in Dougie Hamilton, but he can't defend; he can only score. You've got, um. Who's Ryan Graves out of Colorado? He's really like their top guy that can actually shut down people. It they really don't have yeah. anyone else on there that's like good at defending zone entries or like defending in front of the net. there's not a lot of size back there. There's not a lot of like awareness on your own half of the uh, center ice. So it's mm. that's another question I kind of have about them. Their goaltending's been decent, but. We'll see. They might prove me wrong. They might come out and sweep the first round because they can't they have the talent to do that. It's just whether or I'll not you, opposing they, co- the opposing coaches will like take advantage of those matchups.
2: I'll tell you the the young guy, the young guy Kevin Ball, he's he's actually impressed me pretty well and he's a guy that's got some size. He's 6'6", 230, uh, 22 years old. So, not a lot of time left, you know, not a lot of time in the league, but even in that short amount of time He's he's shown con- some consistent defensive play. He's a guy that he's that you know that stay back guy, very responsible, um very uh um, fuck, I can't think of the word. He's a stay- um, he's a stay-at-home defenseman. Very, very disciplined. He's a disciplined, disciplined he's disciplined like in that. what he does and being a stay-at-home defenseman. Um so that's really what they need and that's a young guy too that I that they'll have locked up for a while. Yeah. Um so they've got they've got that piece in place.
0: Yeah, they absolutely
2: also they have- the, also Siegenthaler hasn't been
0: Siegenthaler hasn't impressed
1: me. Been- uh, That's the other guy I was trying to think good. of when I was when I was thinking of Graves. That's the other guy I was trying to think of. It's that the, has been decent. It's a
0: name you can say, but you certainly can't spell.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I I think personally, and you know, I, I know when Shvedchikov went out, everyone's like, "Oh, fetches is out." The Canes are in a little trouble. I personally and never hopped off the Cades wagon because i feel like that is a team rod Brindamore is the kind of coach that just shuffles you in and out you know the talent helps but he has enough enough of it up and down four lines that you lose a big score like that i understand but they're still you know being led in scoring by martin niches you know it, it's not like they lost 100 points so i feel like if that's going to happen to a team brendamore's team would be the one that would be able to you know recuperate and bounce back from it the fastest that's why I never really hopped off. You know, but they're they're they're
2: a team that always they're a team. Carolina's always a team that just gets contribution from all these random guys, all these random places. Yeah. You got guys like Jesse Poole, Jesse Puliyarvi, who's gonna who's gonna produce for you. Um, Stefan oh. or is it yeah, Stefan Nojen? Um, He's who's, who's had twelve Genos on the year, probably I think it's, in great Is play. it Nason? Derek?
1: I think it's Nason.
2: Is it Nason Nojen? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know your your Tivo Vinans, Um, you know, guys that are on your second line that are still able to produce for you. Yeah, yes, I, Jesper so, Fast, Jesper Faust.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been great. I I, I still think uh, I think the Canes win the Metro. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rags came in and took second place though. That wouldn't shock me.
1: I could see that. I could also yeah, see New like, Jersey taking it though, dude. New Jersey could get that first yeah. spot. Like they can rip off wins.
0: They can, and boys, I'm going to read you through a little uh, little hot schedule action here. But Rags, after winning today, they got the Lightning at home on Wednesday, right? A little TNT action. And they got a back-to-back where they go to St. Louis. That's tricky, just the travel and the back-to-back. But then, you know, next Saturday, they're in Columbus. It's a free win. They got Buffalo at home. That's tough. And then they end it with, with Toronto. It's not an easy road, you know, for the New York Rangers whatsoever. Um And then, you know, you hop down and look at the Devils. They have, you know, three – well, assuming they lose today, a three-point lead. They got the Pens, the Jackets, the Bruins, the Sabres, and the Caps. Nobody has an easy road there. Nobody has an easy road at all. But I feel like the Devils have more games they can lose in regulation than the Rags do. Just my thought.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and honestly, the problem is is New Jersey, just like Aaron says, they do this thing where they'll go into – you know, they'll get on a little streak, two, three – and then all of a sudden they'll hit they'll hit a game where they should win but they don't. Yeah, I mean, but, they're, yeah. like this game in Winnipeg right now that none of us can watch because it's on NHL Network. Well, I, I gotta say,
1: boys, Yessi you Poyu Yarvi, we've talked about him on here before. Guess how yeah. many points he has in ten games with Carolina? Zero. Zero.
0: <laughs> yeah. Zero
1: yeah, points. not a not a
2: great. Nothing. He's done nothing for them since going to Carolina, but he's got you know that the ability's there.
1: Yeah. Is it? it is I mean, it there? seems like it is. See, it seems it should be. I don't I don't know what the there. hell has been going on. I haven't watched much Canes lately to be honest with you boys. The Canes so got
2: I, fucking Who he came one, over, he came over from the
1: Where did he come from? Was he with the Oilers, bro? He, like, yeah, he came over for thought. cheap. He was the fourth overall pick behind Dubois. Yeah,
0: dude, they, dude, the Oilers had, like, loaned him back to Finland, and there was a bunch of shit going on with him, and he was on the fourth line there as the fourth overall pick in the draft. A lot of shit with Jesse Pujarvi that just didn't work out in Edmonton. Um, were, it was definitely a hopeful change of scenery kind of style trade. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Canes, you know, I watch ESPN Plus most nights. Sure as fuck not paying for Bally Sports Carolina. Oh so yeah, game, I, I forgot you're I blacked out to,
1: down there, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I don't get to watch a ton of Canes games. I just watch highlights. More on, every other fucking game I can watch, no problem.
1: Thank yeah, yes, yeah, Barry um, is centering Poyarvi and Stefan Nason still, and Poyarvi has gone ten games without producing a point. And he's still on the second Kukuniemi. line. Kockaniami is crazy,
2: and Kockaniami has had himself a you know s- quietly decent year. Oh yeah, dude, he's been he's been better
1: since put back to center ice.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they roll four lines. Rod Rundamore rolls four lines in Carolina, man, and they kill penalties. If you can't do those – if you can't roll four deep and you can't kill penalties, you're not going to play for for Rod.
1: For Rod.
0: The Metropolitan's going to be fun to to monitor because we've got a lot of other matchups we've got to get to. Like, there's a lot of shit going on, and I want to go out west. I want to go to the Pacific.
2: Yeah, let's talk.
0: Edmonton Oilers, man, are 9-0-1 in their last ten games. They're now in second place. They're two points back of Vegas. Two weeks ago, I would have, I would have scoffed in your face if you'd said Edmonton was gonna be surging like this, but here we are. Um, boys, there's a strong chance Edmonton wins the Pacific. And I listed down here who they have remaining. They're in Los Angeles to take on the Kings. They win that. They pretty much guaranteed they're gonna have home ice against the Kings. They go to Anaheim, that's a win. They go to San Jose, that's a win. At Colorado is the one game left that you're like, oh man. And you know Edmonton's going to go into that Colorado game pissed off about last year's pathetic performance in the Western Conference Final, and then they end with San Jose. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Edmonton gets nine or ten points out of that. Dude, it nine. all comes
1: down to LA. That game against LA. Yeah. That's LA because LA is like they're also making a push. They they have not been looking great here recently, but they uh, they're six
2: they six two and two.
1: Yeah, they—well, it's crazy because they were like 8-0-1 after the deadline, and then they lost a couple—they got butt-fucked by Calgary's goaltending, and then they lost over the weekend. Or actually, no, they beat Seattle over the weekend, sorry. It was Vegas that lost over the weekend, which uh, which we could get to as well. But we, yep. had, we had a hell of a fucking lineup of games here this weekend. The, like, Minnesota is still leading the Central. They just lost to Vegas last night. We got Colorado. They're like on fire again. Dallas, they just lost a tough one to Colorado. And yeah. it's that that was a bummer there too for them, but they're still clipping along at a good rate. Joe Pavelski is like about to score his thousandth NHL point, which is insane for a seventh mm-hmm. round draft pick. The the entire yep. Western Conference, I don't know if you guys if you guys want to roll over there and talk about some of these teams, but there's a lot going on at the top of that conference. I mean, yeah, there's dude, realistically, like, six teams could win that conference still.
0: Oh, dude, it's, it, it's ridiculous, and that's what I was, you know, I was going to bring up for the Pacific, too. Um, you know, what odds, we'll say Edmonton beats L.A. for the sake of it, just because they're, they're hot right now. We'll do both scenarios. If Edmonton beats L.A., does Edmonton catch Vegas? And then if L.A. beats Edmonton, can they catch Vegas?
2: I think Edmonton I think Edmonton has the better chance of catching Vegas right now and I think it's just again we we just look at, at the form that they're in again that 90 and 1 let me say that again 90 and 1 because that's nine fucking wins out of 10 games they've gotten points in 10 fucking
0: games 19 yeah. of 20 points possible in the last that's very games. very yeah. good that's but you know yeah, what else?
2: that—that's a form. That's a—that's a very, that's a scary fucking form for Edmonton to be in coming into the last two weeks of the season. That is
0: it very absolutely scary. The—the
1: uh, the only other thing there though is they have played one more game than LA has, so LA's got a game in hand on them. I mean that—that that could come into play here the last couple of days of the season, if it's really that tight.
0: Oh, absolutely, it could hundred percent. I, I just, you know, I, I believe more in Edmonton than I do in Los Angeles, personally. Um, There's
2: just, uh, well, I don't, it's two different, it's two different fucking styles. That's what
1: it at, is. It's look a high- at the streak LA's on, though. Because we've talked about Edmonton being 9-0-2. LA is 11-2-2. Yeah. They've been doing it longer. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. It, like... It could go either way. They're both great, they're just, great teams right now.
2: The the thing is, I I think I think L.A. has slightly better goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll give I'll give Corpus the nod over Stuart Skinner. That's I don't I don't think. Oh, that and, that and outside of the Oilers fans that love to come at us at follow us by the way at Barely Hockey on Twitter, uh, they love to come at Barely Hockey on Twitter.
2: McDavid oh. staying in McDavid staying in Edmonton. McDavid yeah. is staying I mean, in Edmonton. Let let's vote. put it out there. McDavid is staying.
0: Keep your boners in your pants. Uh, no, we're 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 simply talking about goaltending. I think Skinner gets shit on a lot. He's good. There, he's not, not bad. No, but he, Corpus Allo is playing much better than him right now.
2: He's ever since he got traded over to L.A. He's he's played like he. It's almost. I was watching their game the other day, and it's like he he knew the expectations that he had coming into there and he's playing up to those expectations yeah. and that's what you wanted to see he was good and
1: before that, he got traded there too he was having a great absolutely. year for Columbus considering who by absolutely. the way just went to overtime so now we're fucking a point up on Chicago
0: fuck yeah God damn sorry neighbor
1: through. Goddamn bullshit, dude! Like,
0: uh, that's did not your job? Not got Bernard. pumped
1: seven nothing by Florida last night, and now you're picking up a point. And Chicago, I thought they were gonna pull it out against New Jersey last night too, dude. And now it's just—it's—they're right. it's not right. winning another game all year. It's—we're fucked. It's over.
0: It's not very god. No, I, I'm not gonna be that doom and gloom, but it's not very goddamn hot and bedard. Speaking of Chicago, by the way, how about that kick? How about that uh, soccer-style tap-in from Seth Jones on his own goal? That's I, a I did
1: not see that one. Oh,
0: Seth. Seth, you, you crafty son of a bitch. He's like, nope, give me Connor Bedard. I'm tired of losing and living yeah. in this fun town. He just kicked. I mean, it, it, it looked about as obvious as the I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually accusing Seth Jones of tanking. It looked like he tried to kick the puck in his own net to uh, up their chances of losing that game. It made me laugh. That's all I want to say about that. Um, but back to the Pacific. Uh, at this time next week, we'll have a pretty good idea. And I think next week we're going to give predictions, correct? Uh, yes. yeah. We'll do uh, power rankings and predictions.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, well, next week predictions is in like who's going to win the series or what the series will be because it may not be settled by then.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, like we'll we'll assess where everything's at, and then kind of talk about it, and kind of give some some predictions. And so then you know, yeah,
1: I like that. Because yeah. oh fuck, Jack is just one. You goddamn son of a bitch. Crow Are Marchango you fucking serious? Fuck. Just ripped a missile past this poor fucker in Ottawa's net.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, at least he just broke the rookie goal record,
2: though. Good for him on Suck that. Suck me. Suck me.
0: Boys. Boys, the Winnipeg Jets are the next team I want to talk about. They're up four nothing right now in the Devils. By the way, in the second period. Do you guys think Winnipeg can actually catch the Kraken?
1: No, no, dude. Winnipeg sucks. They're so bad.
0: <laughs> I'm hopping on the. I'm hopping on the Winnipeg catches. Yeah, Winnipeg is seven seven and zero coming into today's game. They're going to be eight seven and zero barring some massive meltdown against the Devils tonight. 8, 7, and 0 in their last 15. So, Aaron, I agree with you. They're playing 500, 500 ball right now. Yeah. That being said, though, I think they can catch the Seattle Kraken.
1: Dude, I don't know. I'm about to look through the Kraken's record here recently. Because I will, I'll give you this. The, Cra- oh, the, Seattle's...
0: the Kraken are 4 4 2 in their last 10, man.
1: Okay. So, so they're both playing 500 hockey. But I just yeah. feel like Winnipeg's softer, dude.
0: Over, I thought Nate was gonna jump in here and kill me when I said that, but no, the Kraken. Feeling the Kraken aren't game.
1: terrible. They've got uh, they've got some goaltending issues to figure out, but like the rest of their roster is decent, and they play consistently every night. That's the biggest thing. Like we, you know what you're gonna get from Seattle every night, and yeah. Winnipeg is like hot or cold. They can just run through you, or you. They could just lay down and lose to a bad team, which is like I. I just don't have confidence that they can keep something going long enough to catch Seattle. And like, it's look three at point.
0: well, two, one point after tonight, but
1: well, yeah, but also after tonight, they're gonna have Seattle's gonna have two games in hand on them.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at Seattle too right now, and, and look at Seattle. who they're
1: playing, bro.
0: It's it yeah they got I mean they, they got the, they got the Yotes three times.
1: They got the Yotes. They got the Blackhawks. They they play Vegas twice, and that's it. Everyone else on here sucks.
0: Yeah. What's gonna ha- and you, you know what's gonna happen? They're both gonna go on a heater, and it's gonna come down to Seattle playing Vegas twice, while Vegas is trying to you know stave off. Or by that time, who knows? Maybe catch up to Edmonton. So I don't know, Nate. How do you feel about it?
2: Um, I don't know, man. I just – I think Edmonton's on it. I think Edmonton's fucking no, – No, no. We're, we're talking we're about talking Seattle
1: right. and Winnipeg now, bro. Yeah, sorry. Pack. I'm well I'm – well,
2: sorry. I'm fucking out of it here. <laughs> it's um, okay. Seattle, we're Winnipeg. We're is, off a little bit. Yeah, Seattle, Winnipeg, Calgary. That's where we're at right now. The wild card. Well, uh, my, He's
0: my, just so asking my, if my Winnipeg
2: finished. can pass Seattle. No. no.
0: Winnipeg – Nate, how much did you <laughs> –
2: uh, too much buddy
0: episode, <laughs> too much
2: buddy too much guys too much bro, bro i'm kind of close to your level this though so. <laughs> all right no no uh, well I, I gotta say i was i was actually mentioning earlier in this episode how winnipeg was leaking oil they're kind of seeming they're seeming to level off a little bit now five five and oh in their last ten they're
0: eight they're after tonight's win nate they're going to be eight seven and zero in the last fifteen
2: it's pretty healthy. Five hundred healthy uh,
0: boys. Five hundred. I hockey.
2: mean, the problem is the problem is that that zero at the end, like you're not getting to overtime. Yeah. Like you're either you're either getting two or you're getting none. Um, yeah. that doesn't that doesn't help your chances. Like and you got to.
1: in four four and two, at least you're picking up points in those games that you're losing.
0: Yeah, that's that is true. The Kraken have the Yotes three times, and you know the end also,
1: season. Phil, you're saying Winnipeg can catch Seattle when Seattle has a game in hand and there's only three points separating. Let me counter you with this. I think Nashville can catch Winnipeg with only three points separating him and Nashville has a game in hand on Winnipeg. I
0: knew, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, you, the boy, numbers I mean, are the same, bro. The numbers are the same. I knew you were going to bring it Even up. Even better. I knew you were going to bring it up. Dude, your boy, your boy Luke the Preacher down there, man. Three points last night.
1: Dude, it's fucking getting there. Nashville is coming on with these kids. I am so excited about it. I'm like not a preds guy. I think their uniforms look like shit. I watched them get their dicks kicked in against Colorado in the playoffs last year in person. It they they've never been a team that inspires me, but with all these young guys that they just brought up because everyone's hurt and now they're like going on a run, I'm excited about it. I want to see what they can do. They play yeah. Dallas tomorrow, man. That's yeah, gonna I be a hell on... of a game. Dallas with a big response after losing to uh Colorado, Nashville yep. trying to get in. Gonna be fun to watch.
2: Dude, I watched their game. Who did they? Who did they just shit pump yesterday? Six one. Um, I watched the uh, the Blues. St. I watched Louis.
0: their.
2: Yeah, I watched that game. like Luke Evangelista impressed the hell out of me. Yeah. With his with his way of getting, you know, getting down into the fucking dirty areas in the goal or near or near the paint, putting them in. He's willing to sacrifice the body like this guy. I like him. I like what they have there in Evangelista.
1: Yeah, he was Ooh, not get on my radar until like a month ago. He's been great. Yeah.
2: We got some unhappy Canadians. Oh, Raymond is... Whew,
0: Raymond I, don't anybody, I don't think anybody had him on the radar, but he was just chilling fucking in Milwaukee, dude. You know, and then he, Here he is putting up multi-point nights back to back to back. Um, speaking of uh, multi-point nights, guys, last night we had a little NHL history. I don't know if you guys heard or saw, but I want to give a little shout out here. Uh, at Arta on Twitter, I saw this. Uh, I was looking through the scores. And I'm like, man, we had five shutouts on Saturday. It seems like a lot. No, did we have five shutouts, boys. We had five hat tricks yesterday, too.
1: That's crazy. Um,
0: yeah, dude. We had the Canes, Lightning Leafs, Oilers, and Panthers all recording shutouts. And then we had Leon Dreisaitl, Noah Greger, Pasta, Alex Tuck, and Carter Verhage all with Hat tricks for Haggy actually having four goals and getting a forty, which is wild. Good for him, man. Yeah, I um, was at that like, game. Um, yeah, dude. Dude, it was the first time in NHL history we ever had five of each on the same day. That's insane. Pretty cool. yeah, yeah, dude, I
1: was I was at that game where Verhage just pumped the jackets. Really liked watching them. You know, tank harder to last place before they ruined it tonight. Uh, but he comes in. He is a guy who, like, I've always kind of been impressed by when I'm watching him but never really think about. Like, he's never really put up insane numbers. 40 goals is unreal after four last night. I oh. mean...
0: He uh, like, he was great in playoffs last year for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's like... He's one of those guys, he seems like kind of a one-dimensional player a little bit sometimes. But he plays with good enough, well-rounded guys that he's able to just do his thing and just rip... Fu- his release is so sick, dude. It's... Yeah. You have absolutely no clue where this thing's going, and he gets it off so fast, so like you think he's in the middle of making a move, and then the puck's just off his stick, like you just
0: unprepared. It, it's so good, excited, and Aaron, he's not that old either. No, he's not, Aaron. We're talking about tanking, by the way, dude. How about your fucking sharks, bud? Your other team, dude. They had hey. yeah, hold on, hold, hold hands, on. Before three consecutive dubs.
2: Aaron, before you go on your little spiel about the sharks, I wanted to, before, I wanted to talk about Pasta's fucking Hattie real quick. And one of those goals. Pasta. Sure, go for it. Yeah, dude, that one of his one of his fucking goals that he had. I think believe it was his second one. He shot it from almost the fucking blue line, dude. And he shot it from, all, he, he just he just whipped one from the almost the fucking blue line, and it hit right at the top of the bar, like in that or like in that soft part where the with a post-fucking meet, nobody heard it, anything. It didn't make a sound, but then it popped right back out, and they kept play going for a minute. And then after they reviewed it, they looked at it and they were like, oh, yeah, 100% goal. But Pasta with a fucking, just almost from blue line banger.
0: Pasta's such a beauty. He you really never know, is. You never know 50, what he's going
2: to do. 56 goals on the season.
0: Yeah, we might have 260 goal scorers, man. We really might. Yeah, easily. We could. might, dude. Like, obviously, obviously, McDavid. It's crazy, too, when you think about it. By the way, Nate, you kind of jogged my memory, breaking up the Pasta goal. If Connor McDavid didn't exist, Pasta might be the MVP, the heart winner. You might have the heart winner, the Vesna winner, and the coach of the year. You may have the Norris Trophy. Like, You could literally line up the Boston Bruins and give them the Masterson and Patrice Bergeron— or, uh, Sorry, best two-way forward. I can't think of the name of it. Selkie. Thank you. The Selkie with Patrice Bergeron. I'm sure that'll do wonders. For who's
2: your, who's your Norse guy? Who's your Norse guy out there for the Bruins? I'm curious. McAvoy.
0: Yeah, pick one, you know? like McAvoy. The yeah, Norse doesn't, doesn't have to be just points. It can be best defense, but it actually mean best defense. It could be any of them. Well, I mean, it never is, so like, we can't really find out. What, that's but McAvoy will have
1: a crazy point year sometime and win it.
0: Yeah, I, the only thing they won't—they wouldn't win is Calder. That's the only one they, they don't have, but they're an experienced team, so that's fine. Uh, it's just wild to me. They, they could theoretically bring home 80% of the hardware if they really, you know, they could. Yeah. If Connor McDavid didn't exist, Pasta would be a heavy contender for, for yes. the hard, it's just It's just it, yeah. nuts to me how dominant that team is. Yeah,
1: it is crazy. I think a
0: lot of a lot of hockey fans feel that way. Um, yeah, let's go talk about the Sharks for a sec, cause they're not doing a very good job of no, taking for either.
1: They just shit pumped the Yotes last night, seven to two. Noah Gregor hat trick. Um, yeah. Little funny part about that, he had five goals in uh, fifty-six games. No, fifty-one <laughs> games. Five goals in fifty-one games. Now he's uh, got eight. So you know, hat trick, pump up your numbers a little bit there. And then yeah. you've obviously got you've obviously got Eric Carlson just coming in here, ninety five points after this weekend, dude. He's he's, gonna win the North. he's easily gonna hit a hundred. He's gonna be the first since ninety what ninety one when uh, Leech did it. Yeah, it's right, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Twenty two yeah, goals, seventy three assists. He had four assists last night it i just can't believe this guy's doing this after putting up really bad seasons after injuries last couple years so good for him finding his game again
0: yeah dude no uh, it it's, it's got to feel good for eric carlson too man like yeah he's putting up with this awful team in san jose and he's been there for the glory and now he's there for the downfall and it's like well if you're going to play for this this team that realistically if they didn't go to overtime so much Probably. He really wasn't even
1: there for the glory. He had one season where they made it to the conference final. He wasn't even in there for the fucking, the cup Stanley final cup. run. Yeah, uh,
0: That's true. That's true. I Yeah. This just got to be brutal at his age to sit through it. So the least he could do is take home a fucking Norris, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. His second know. one. I think it's second. He's
0: only won one before that, right? I believe so. Yeah. I, I do believe so. Um, before we uh, hop down to a few other individual accolades, I do want to talk about the central, uh, at least the top three teams. In, in the Central Division, because oh, it's an absolute gonger, going into Sunday. Uh, no, he's won two all,
1: Norrises, sorry.
0: Oh, he's already won two?
1: Yeah. 2011-12, and, uh,
0: 2014-15. Yeah, well, he's about to take home his third. Yeah. I don't think that's, I think everybody might have that one wrapped up. I, you know, I was talking about, you know, people from, you know, somebody from the Bruins taking it home, I, I didn't actually mean they're they're going to take it home, for the listeners out there. Um, I want to talk about the Central Division for a minute, and they really they, nobody played today in the Central Division, which is kind of nice. We can, just, or besides the Jets, so we can kind of talk about them as the standings are are live and not fluctuating right now. They're set in stone for the rest of the day, at least. Um, there's one point separating the top three teams. The Wild have ninety-seven. The Abs and the Stars have ninety-six each. Uh, the Avs do have a game in hand. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they will be playing on that random Friday on the 14th for all the rescheduled games. The Wild play four teams left in their final six games with playoff aspirations. They're home to Vegas at Pittsburgh, home against Winnipeg, and at Nashville. The Avs have four of seven games uh, against teams with playoff aspirations uh, in Los Angeles, as we uh, referenced, and then Edmonton, Winnipeg, and at Nashville. And then the Stars only really have two games against teams in playoff contention, Nashville and Vegas. Given that information, Nate, we'll start with you. Who do you like to win the Central? Who's coming in second? Who's coming in third? Give me a little little, uh, little teaser for next week's uh, predictions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Dallas Stars are going to win the Central Division. The Colorado – the Colorado Avalanche are going to come in second. And the Minnesota Wild are going to come in third. Sorry, 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 uh, soda pod boys, but
1: that's kind of crazy, so- dude. Look at the standings
2: now. I know it's just gonna flip the soda, the oh, soda. I guess, pod yeah, boys it's,
1: boys. it's not as far separated as I thought.
2: No, and, okay, it is, li- Aaron, it is literally one. one, I, know, one I know,
1: Minnesota, I forgot Minnesota lost last night. That's that's what threw me off. I, I was thinking they won that game, but no, you're right. They, uh, yeah, not looking great for the soda and. I mean, if they get Kaprizov back, I think it's going to be they'll have it wrapped up. But, like, how much longer are they going to be without him?
0: Yeah. Ryan Reeves can't carry your team offensively forever, Well, boys. He's
1: injured now, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's that's gone. bad. Matt bad, Boldy's bad, been
1: bad. looking good. That's that's one bright spot. Freddie Pedro's the- been good, but, like... You still need that offensive catalyst. There's,
2: there's two. I, like, I think I
0: like Freddie Goodrow's game.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of wheels have come off here before the playoffs, and that's not what you need. I
1: mean, not really, dude. They're still winning a
2: shitload of games. They've lost. But the, there's, uh, there's too many injuries. Once
0: again, Nate's getting pumped.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the wheels are falling off, and Aaron's just like
2: brother winning so <laughs> every game there's the two there's too many fucking pieces here I uh, you can win the wheels could be falling off but you can still be winning games here okay you're keeping it alive but when you get to the playoffs there's a problem there's a Bro, lot of Nate, you want to know what the record is here What you got uh, uh, fine Aaron they're, they're fucking they're five one okay? and one <laughs> Aaron <laughs> That's fucking awesome, buddy. The problem is they're not gonna have enough potential when it gets to the fucking playoffs. Okay. They're okay. not gonna be able I to win a game. You wanna fucking keep going? Bro, I, I I'm I'm fine Bro, with I'm
1: fine with that. I'm I'm totally open to them losing a first round series. I'm just saying that like I like them the best. I, I don't think the tires are falling off like for the regular season. Okay,
2: I don't, there's a lot of fucking terms that I use here, buddy, but the problem is there's just not going to be able to hold that first place in the central division. They might, there's your fucking they might. answer.
0: I think they can. Hey, I don't, Nate, I don't know if I'd go full seal seal slapping clappers in front of the guy that likes the Sharks. Bro, so just hop out and you, <laughs> I, mean, I oh.
1: love the intensity here. I love oh, it.
0: It's, it's, Hey, it's playoff hockey intensity, boys. That's what we're that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, I still think the ABS win the division. By the way, the ABS the ABS are winning the division, and then it's going to be the Dallas Stars with home ice against the Minnesota Wild. And I am here for Stars Wild. That's going seven games, no matter what.
2: I don't think I the ABS. My running. thing. I don't think I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think the ABS are beating Edmonton, even if the game's at home. I don't think they are. Oh, maybe. Woo. I don't think the Colorado Avalanche are beating the Edmonton Oilers when they're at home. I don't think that they're gonna be able to beat the Los Angeles Kings on the road.
0: All right. Hmm. I mean, I've been I've been to a game in that LA barn. You know, I don't know why they couldn't win there, but hey man. You know. <laughs> Phil, I love how you throw that out every time we talk about the Kings. I'm <laughs> just saying, man. Trust me. I went to the Joe. I went to the Joe. That is fair, dude. I, I do deserve to get roasted. <laughs> I, did, I went to the Joe. Phil's been that, to L.A. A, <laughs>
2: yeah, Phil's been to L.A. <laughs> Phil said, I had tacos at the game at L.A. Yeah.
0: <laughs> See, they had seaweed wraps on the menu, believe it. <laughs> at uh, the game? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, dude. They had fucking <laughs> That's seaweed That's the most L.A. fucking thing yeah. I've ever heard. They had no seaweed shit. wraps, and everybody was drinking micheladas, my friend. It was the most not-hockey. The Canadians listening just threw up. Uh, with me admitting that that's what everybody in L.A. does. Um, I wanted to bring up one more signing before I want to talk about it, what I think is probably the story of the last week in the NHL. Um, just real quick, I want to bring up that Filipino, uh having a career year for the New York Rangers, signed a four-year, $17.75 million uh, contract with the New York Rangers. It's a 4.3-something-5 uh, you know, AAV there. Bunch of decimals. They made that really convoluted. Fuck you, New York. um He entered Sunday's game with 22 goals, 22 assists, doubling his best previous season uh, in terms of point total. He's a good, solid bottom six centerman that will go in there, dig p- pucks out, and you know, dude. He's to me, I call him. I call him the perfect human shield.
1: Really, he's just the
0: perfect human shield, man.
1: Dude, he's a high flying, skilled fucking centerman. In my opinion, he is. He's he's going to be their second line center here in a year or two. You think so? Absolutely. He's got. He's got, he's got the potential. It this way.
0: He's been. He's been bottom six to this point. Is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. He's been like through that developmental chain of like you're young. We're gonna like work you up the lineup from the bottom. He's got yeah. spectacular chemistry with Lafreniere and Capo on that. Yeah. He's Capo, centering Capo. the
2: kid line. Yeah. centering, he's centering the, kid, the kid, line kid
1: line on that third line. Yeah. Ripped it up in the playoffs last year. Ripped it up even more in this regular season. Going to be an absolute threat in the playoffs this year. He he is the driver of that line too. Like his chance creation and all the like fancy stats and shit, back it up. But even if you just watch it, he's the guy who is like rushing the puck into the zone. He's drawing attention to the front of the net. He's drawing defenders towards him and like creating space for other guys. He's the dude that makes, he's the straw that stirs that drink down there. And every,
0: every highlight tape I've watched of him, he's like, you know, in the dirty areas, wooden pox. Yeah. So maybe I just watched a bad, a bad highlight to to, you know. Well, no, that like
1: that's, that's how he does it too. He like, yeah, no play is dead when he's out there because even if somebody turns it over, he can get it back. Like yeah. he does that on top of like driving play and like setting things up.
0: Yeah, for sure. He does. So, I mean, good for him, man. He's getting paid. He probably, you know, gets a nice little penthouse in the Upper East Side and, you know, live that lavish Czech New York lifestyle he wants to, Dude, man. Good for him. Definitely
2: oh, yeah. definitely getting That's
0: definitely a team friendly ass- deal too. Definitely yeah.
2: getting addison titties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All that New York ass. Um, sir, you ma'am, you have great New York boobs. Anybody Dave Chappelle? And one. and
2: mind you, and my and also like you know just adding to the point of being very well deserving this guy is number six in points for the fucking Rangers this year yeah. Yep in total, you know, and and talk about in the model of consistency 22 Geno's 21 apples
0: Yeah, dude. He's yeah. Well, yes Um, I wanted to bring up to another team in New York that had a very uh, Very good. I don't want to say heartwarming. Cause it's not like heartwarming, but like this dude has taken the fucking league by the scruff of the neck and gone, I'm here, and I'm ready to announce myself with authority. And I thought it was cool. I thought a vi- video that got tweeted. I don't know if you guys saw it, of what he does during TV timeouts. He, like, does yoga, essentially, meditates on the ice. But, Aaron, I'm going to throw it over to you, man, because I think yeah, you wanted to talk about this. And the jump from college to the NHL right after the season, I think, is insane how they can do that. And then to go- come in and play well, that's even crazier.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Devin Levi, finally giving the Sabres somebody they can hope to count on in fucking net. Holy Christ, have their guys been letting them down. Uko Pekalukin has made a Swiss fucking cheese. He can't do shit. He's like, I mean, his defense isn't playing great in front of him, but he's also not helping himself out at all. Craig Anderson's a million years old. He's good for like a start every month, maybe. But Devin Levi comes in. Shuts down the fucking high-flying Rangers. The defense tightened up really well in front of him as well. They they only had like two shots on goal through the first period. But he has had some insane saves just in that game alone. But he's also lit it up for uh, Northeastern University. And he's posted two seasons over like 925 save percentage. And just surrounded himself with so much hype. This season ends, he comes up, has a great debut in Buffalo. 3-2 win. And it's it's looking really good for the Sabres down the stretch if this guy can really hang on. I didn't see their game yesterday in person. Admittedly, I can't remember if he started or not. They beat Philly 6-3, to though. Um, let's take a look here. It was, I feel like of uh, any... No, nope, it like was Uko, any- Pekaluk, and, and that, that, that motherfucker. Uh, uh, Although I will uh, say, he maybe he's feeling some pressure now that he's got a guy playing well behind him because he saved 39 of 42 shots in that game.
0: Sometimes all you need is a little a little, you know, co- competition I guess if you want to phrase it that way, but so yeah. you do band, see that you know?
1: sometimes. It, like you'll see goalie <laughs> Tandems that push each other. I feel like out of
2: all I feel like out of any position though for these guys that make the leap from college at the end of the season right up to the NHL, Tendy's got to be one of the toughest ones to make that transition. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. you're I seeing think it's going
1: to be easier honestly
2: really? to make a transition yeah. as a Tendy. That might be the hottest fucking take you you've ever that given on... Dude, that might be, you
1: know where you stand. You, like, come in, and you're, like, you know you're getting the start. You're getting the whole game. You can look and talk about, like, the system and stuff, but it's not like you're a kid who's coming from playing 20 minutes a night in college because you're the star and just getting inserted in a bottom pair defense role or, like, bottom six winger and like having to totally re-engineer your game. If you're a goalie that's coming up and getting starts, you at least know how much you're gonna be playing, when you're gonna be relied on, like how what you need to do. It Yeah, I, but you're facing no... the
2: whole you the level of competition that you're going from is like five to five hundred, like fucking that, dude. I yeah, mean but you're also going you're got... going from facing you're going from facing the guys that might be playing their last hockey game ever and going and playing some beer league with some bros eventually, to then going against David fucking Pasternak. And dude, it's the same Artemi thing coming Piner. out
1: from the fucking OHL though. Like, there's guys. Yeah. I'd say college yeah. has got to the point where it's close to that level. Like, not quite, maybe, but pretty close.
2: You you are seeing a lot of guys
1: fighting that league. Yeah, it's you true. can't you can't fight, but that's that also is way more. Dude, skill they were cages on their faces. Yeah, they were. Ca-
2: Every player's a fucking goalie,
1: bro. Wearing a cage doesn't make you worse at shooting the puck, though. <laughs> like,
2: and do- no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but I, it I'm it just does saying. Make, it I does... think
1: with the role, you're not like adjusting what you're doing or where you see yourself in the team. You know. Exactly what your job is. You don't have to learn how to play with another partner. You do have to learn how to read a little bit of like the team play in front of you. But there's only a you few to basic learn how to systems. Take a,
2: you have to learn how to possibly take a puck to the face. I maybe. thought it was well,
1: not, it was not, real- not if you're a goalie, you've always got a cage on. Yeah, that's I, true. Thought
0: it was, I thought it was cool that Jeff Skinner scored the uh, the goal in overtime in Levi's first start. That instantly turned around and pointed at him. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's you know, sick. teammates mod definitely a good uh you know picturesque moment uh Mm -hmm. for the buffalo sabers they've
1: been doing this without Uh, tage thompson too which is crazy
0: which is crazy dude it's wild man we had a funeral for him but next sunday is easter sunday folks and the buffalo sabers are definitely trying to raise themselves from the dead right now
1: yeah they uh trying to pull some shit yeah they're this is their fourth win in a row now after losing a whole their whole season has been up and down they like flew out of the gates, then lost a whole shitload of games and won a whole shitload. It's been like a six-segment season where they're either great or terrible, and now they're making that upswing again. They, this is their fourth win in a row now against Philly. It's, I mean, everything's possible. They've got games in hand. They're only, what is it, five points back of that final wildcard spot? Four points back? Yeah, four points. No, five mm-hmm. points back. Five points back after Pittsburgh won today. Correct. Yeah, yeah, but
0: they have, like, two games in hand on everyone. Yep,
1: two games in hand on everybody. Three on New York.
0: Three on, yeah, three on And, the Isles, and they're only, man, so like...
1: yeah, they're only six points back of the Isles, and they have three games in hand, so anything can happen.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, and then you got that crazy Panthers-Penguins-Isles, too. Yeah. All separated by a The I Panthers
1: guess. fucked up the Jackets last night, dude. Let me tell you that. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that's 100%. Um it was definitely uh, painted a beautiful picture uh, for for Panthers fans. They were trying to you know surge on and take on a, a playoff form, which I think they'd be more fun to watch than other teams there. But I don't know how how good that you know how productive they will be you know if making plays. You can tell my brain is fried right now. Yeah. Before same. I forget, before I forget, by the way, that my brain is fried. Guys, make sure you go check us out on Instagram at Beerly Sports. Uh, go check out the uh, you know the site on there. We have our we have our store um check out the merch check everything out there follow Beerly sports follow at beerly hockey leave us a five star review on the platform of your choice we are everywhere so please go out there and support us if you like it if you have listener questions please feel free to send those in as well um boys i'll just about wrap up this episode of the Beerly hockey podcast uh, aaron we'll go to you first my friend uh you have any final words where we wrap this motherfucker up
1: um i will just say that this la kings vancouver canucks game that i got in the background here is high fucking flying we got a hell of a pace of yep. this game brock besser scored a goal he's been having kind of an up and down year so that's good for him uh and now it looks like we got a power play coming up so uh, excited to see what the results yeah. of that yeah. one are la needs these points badly and mm-hmm. uh that's gonna be it
0: for me hell yeah brother nate what do you got
2: yeah, um, until we talk to you folks next time, some games for you guys to uh, really focus in on this week. As you're maybe listening to this right now, Monday, Vegas and Minnesota. Again, let's go. It's going to be a huge one. Dallas and Nashville, Arizona, Seattle. And that's not really a game you want to watch for. Um, Buffalo and Florida, two teams that are vying for that wild card spot definitely pittsburgh new jersey on tuesday <laughs> sorry nate this the kings just scored the most fucking ridiculous i just I, I, I just kind of i just kind of saw that out of this who was that eric dude
1: i don't know there were eight guys that had a crack on it everyone was falling Honestly. on their ass in the vancouver oh is it fucking uh alex i follow
2: Yep, i follow Ooh, and then, yeah, Tampa, New York on Wednesday. (laughs) That's going to be the big
0: one. So, big games. Hell yeah, sorry. TNT Wednesday would be huge. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to watch the uh, last couple periods of these games. And, uh, boys, we got succession tonight, too. So, I thought it would be fun to about to tune into after hockey's over because there are no late night games tonight these are the late night games this is sunday yeah. everything pretty much early so we're tuning into uh the always wonderful roy family and seeing how everything goes but that'll wrap up this episode of the beerly hockey podcast for naming McBride and Aaron and i'm no razor saying beerly hockey
1: pairs well with brews hello broadcast boys